0: Alright, hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to Shush Periods. It's an international episode today because we have here uh, Ibtisam Ahmed, who I don't know personally at all and have not been friends with for the past 18 years.
1: Oh god, no, absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not. And the reason why I tapped, James, those are my (laughs) (laughs) flip-flops. They're not going to fit you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> anyway, so to turn it or... the
0: quarters are in my laundry hamper mm-hmm. oh my god anyway so we're talking about community organizing at the sum i was approached a few weeks ago by uh, an individual who was uh, doing outreach for an organization in india there mm-hmm. th- these two women in india are trying to start a kind of grassroots movement to end the stigma around periods to which I said, I'm not the best person for this job. And they said, well, but you've done work with periods. I'm like, right. But the South Bronx and a middle school in the South Bronx is a very different community than this village in Kannada in South India, which got me thinking. And the title of today's episode is no, when it's not your place,
1: Yeah, it's a really complicated thing, and there's just so much, there's like so many different things to talk about there. I think the the first thing I should probably point out, just for context for folks, um, I live in the UK right now. uh, I grew up in Bangladesh, hence me not knowing Shaitas for 18 years. Ever since I've moved here, I mean, I've I've, um, kind of lived very... Uh, openly as, because you have no choice really, as um, a South Asian immigrant. um, I've been open about my queerness for a few years now as well. And um, it's an interesting space to be because there's obviously loads of um, social issues to deal with, to do with things like racism, to do with things like xenophobia and anti-immigration rhetoric. And I've gotten involved with some of it. I've been involved with a local LGBT people of colour group as well, which um, has been absolutely amazing. But it's that thing of knowing which specific bits of community organising I can get involved with as an individual versus sometimes getting involved with um, community organising as part of the group I mentioned. It's called QC Pock Knots, which stands for Queer, Trans and Intersex People of Colour, Nottingham it's a really weird experience because sometimes i kind of go to events because i'm representing cutie pock knots and i realize once i get there oh dear god i really don't belong here on an individual level like if they start talking about trans issues or if they start talking about women's issues as a cisgender gay man those are not things that involve me whatsoever so it's really weird when you're representing a bigger group and just kind of going hmm i'll just sit here and take notes i suppose
0: yeah that's that's how i felt because when i got that email saying you know this is what we plan on doing the first thing i looked up was grassroots community organizers in india working for menstrual equity. And the kinds of things that I found out, for example, some articles criticizing this very like white savior approach of this showing up in India, fundraising, buying pads and tampons, distributing them to women in villages and then dipping. And then not talking about how the, the environmental cost or talking about Um, if these are even products that the women and the girls want to use if they know how to use it talking about the health consequences working with the resources that are already available instead of bringing something over that is not you know common Mm -hmm, to the mm -hmm. culture and I was I you know it, it challenged my perception of how to do my own work. Because what we've done is, you know, we fundraise and we've provided pads and tampons for the girls in our middle school. But we're in a community where most, if not all the girls who are on their periods know how to use pads and maybe tampons. But what about in a community where you don't have facilities to dispose of those things, where you don't have running water, where you don't have trash pickup where you don't have underwear to attach a pad to what do you do then sure so
1: and it's that weird thing as well of knowing what type of community organizing works where so like here in the uk one of the big things with queer psc organizing is dealing with racism in the queer community because it's so rampant. A lot of times what we try to work on is kind of linking how there's a massive, really toxic history of colonialism in the UK and how that's kind of had that blowback down the century down the centuries and down the generations, and that's now, you know, kind of thinking about modern racism through that lens. Um, If I'm doing community organizing for queer folks in Bangladesh, which um, I I do virtually because I'm not living in the country anymore, I just go racism and they'll just be like, why? Because they're all South Asians in that context. But I mean, one of the big things right now that's challenging the queer community in Bangladesh is right wing extremist Islamism you can't have that conversation in in the UK queer community because one of the challenges that the queer community of colour is facing in the UK is, is Islamophobia. So it's like they're two completely different ends of the spectrum and you need to know which bit functions where it, it also gets really weird when they kind of go oh you're an immigrant so you should be able to talk about this thing that's happening in africa and i just go i'm from Bangladesh."
0: yeah it's what identity do they perceive you to have and then they make the judgment call on whether or not you're qualified to speak on it
1: based on assumptions uh, that they're then making about that identity like, as well which is just right. ridiculous
0: the Psalm. thank you for joining us thanks for having me you can follow us on Trish periods we're on apple podcast spotify iheart radio until next time